You're now listening to a Bingeful Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you how to break those nasty neuro associations that make you binge, make you feel guilty about eating. But first, I would like to tell you what inspired today's podcast episode. Then I'm going to explain what are neuro associations. I'm going to give you an example on how to break them, what's the framework, and also how to break mental neural associations. So let's start with the backstory. So the backstory is that soon I'm going to visit Poland, which means that I'm going to see uh, my family, I'm going to stay with them. And as we all know, family can be triggering, not only for me, but also for my clients. What I see people do is that they often revert back to their old behaviors. Maybe you've noticed that in your own life, that when you visit your family, you sort of forget that you are an adult and you behave like their immature child again. And this is also important when we talk about food, because maybe you found yourself binging more when you are in the environment that was previously connected to binge eating. I don't know about you, but it was important part of my binge eating disorder recovery to remove myself from that environment that I found triggering. Let's of course be honest, it's not that environment made me trigger more, but it was all about the stories I created, but maybe in a way also because of those neuro associations I had in my brain. Because whenever I walked into the kitchen in my parents' house, like my brain would remember how many times we binged there. My brain knew what kind of foods are hidden where. I had some kind of like anticipation that whenever that person leaves uh, for work, I will be alone so I can binge. So I've learned other people's habits and I just adjusted my disordered eating to their habits. And removing myself from that environment, moving out and often changing the place where I uh, where I lived actually allowed me to modify those neuro associations I previously had. So for me, it was important to get myself out of the environment where everything reminded me of food, binge eating and how horrible my life seemed to me at the time. And let's say that right now you are in the eating disorder recovery. So when you go back home, you go back to situations that maybe previously made you more susceptible to binge eating. Therefore, going back to your hometown, visiting your parents, family, that can make you feel a little bit uncomfortable and again, more susceptible to binge eating. Well, I consider myself fully recovered and it's been a couple of years, so don't worry, I'm going to Poland, very excited and I'm not afraid that binge eating disorder will come back or anything like that, but I just um, often think about it, how um, some environment, that we find some environment more triggering than others and it's usually harder to binge in like new environment because 
your brain doesn't associate that new environment with binge eating behavior. <laughs> Anyways, that's why it's uh, that's why I decided to record today's podcast episode. So let's go to the next part where I tell you exactly what are neuro associations. So neuro associations are just neural pathways that link reaction of your nervous system to certain situations. In general, it's connected to prediction and generalization. As you may know, brain likes to create mental shortcuts, so-called heuristics. Brain likes to generalize, and it's related to those neural links created in your brain that I just told you about. Brain is a prediction machine. It uses its prior knowledge of the world to connect it to the new information, but also to predict the future. Remember, brain doesn't like uncertainty, so predicting the future gives the brain illusion of safety. So let me give you a couple of examples of those neuro associations. So let's say that you, as an adult, you go to your child's school for parent-teacher conference. What may happen is that you may find yourself a little bit more anxious when sitting at the desk at school. This anxiety may be a result of you having a memory how a couple of decades ago you were the student and you had been anxious because you were afraid that you are going to be called on to, uh, to answer the question publicly or write something on a blackboard. So your nervous system still associates that classroom with anxiety uh, about being called on. Maybe when you go to the church, you are in a more toned mood. Maybe you had some accident with the car, um, let's say a mild car crash, and now driving a car gives you an anxiety. Maybe when you see a puppy, you are in better mood. Maybe when you're at the cinema, you immediately have craving for popcorn. Maybe you passed a shop that you always visited to buy chocolate in it, and now you have a craving for chocolate whenever you pass that shop. Maybe you have different laptops. One laptop you use for work and one for leisure. So whenever you turn on your work computer, it's possible that your brain goes into work mode. However, whenever you turn on your uh, other laptop, your brain associates it with relaxation, with Netflix and doing nothing. Neuro associations are also the reason why you shouldn't eat in front of your computer uh, when you work. Because when you work, your brain should be in a work mode, not in the eating mode. That's why it's so important to separate different environments. For example, that you are sleeping and relaxing in the bedroom, that you are eating in the dining room, but you are working in, uh, in the office. This is important from, from the perspective of brain. And I want you to know that all associations are based on your own unique experience. So let's say that there's a skinny black guy with beard and punk hairstyle. And that person can remind the other person of their beloved boyfriend. But the other person, that, that person may remind them of sexual abuse. So remember that 
all associations um, are created on your own personalized experience. The question you may ask yourself is why I'm even making this episode? Well, because you know that you have some unwanted habits like binge eating and you want to effortlessly eliminate this habit. And for that, you need self-awareness and understanding Otherwise, you will end up unconsciously reacting to cues that are entry points to your binge eating habit loop. So learning about neuroassociations can be very helpful. You need to learn how to respond to your conditioned cravings instead of reacting to them. I believe that right now you are probably reacting to them. And a reaction is just instant, right? It's intuitive. It's instinctive. It's purely emotional. However, response, responses differ from reactions because they are a little bit more thoughtful, careful, deliberate. You need to have a couple of seconds to self-regulate. So whenever your brain wants to go into that neuroassociation, instead of you reacting to that right away, I want you to pause and properly respond. The other question you may have is, what's the difference between neuroassociations and habits? So I believe that neuroassociations are one step before the habit. So usually habits are a bit more uh, clearer. They have clear loop. So there's a cue, there's a routine, and there's a reward. And this habit is created by repetition. So your brain associates associated craving with action and then relief because when you act on that craving the the craving usually disappears and you feel relief so that's the habit loop however neuroassociations are believed that they are just the far the first part neuroassociations are those cues that prime you to have a certain thoughts feelings or reactions of your nervous system Neuroassociations happen when your brain links positive or negative emotion with a certain type of experience and it's needed for the prediction what's going to happen in the future. So in the future, the same scenario may activate the same emotions, thoughts or reactions of nervous system. The most important part of today's episode is, of course, how to recondition your neuroassociations so that they do not cause any trouble in your life. So first of all, you need to approach it with the positive mindset. You need to remember that our brains are not hardwired. So to a certain extent, you can rewire your brain. And you recondition those neuroassociations in a very similar way, like you would break a habit. You have to recondition yourself. You have to create new neural pathways and weaken the old ones. And you can do this by interrupting the old pattern of behavior or the old pattern of mental habit. And, and you interrupt it by doing something different than you would do previously, doing something unexpectedly. Those could be the examples. Let's say that in the past you were mostly binging in a car. Right now you can set up a boundary for yourself and say that you are no longer going to eat in a car. And whenever you find yourself binge eating, try to binge in a different scenario. Another example, 
Let's say that there's a bakery and right now you avoid this bakery because in the past you always stopped there and bought something and binged on those cakes and cookies. So right now, instead of avoiding that bakery, I would suggest you go there or pass uh, by the bakery as often as possible, but maybe listen to your favorite songs so that when you pass that bakery, you are not in distress, you're not worried about having a craving, you're not worried about getting an urge to binge, but you're associating that bakery with like a real pleasure. And we get real pleasure by maybe talking to someone, maybe listening to your favorite song, maybe just when you're in a good mood. Another example. Let's say that you're looking at your scars from C-section and um, you're clearly upset. How you can break this neural association is in the moment when you look at your scars, you can recall some positive experiences with, for example, your child. You need to evoke more positive emotions and tie them to looking at um, your scars. If you would like more examples about how you can break those neural associations, but also break habits, I would highly recommend you listen to the podcast episode called Unconventional Ways to Stop Binge Eating Habit. Once you interrupted the old neural associations, you need to stabilize the new pattern of behavior and you do it by using positive reinforcement. You need to create some sort of reward system. Because what gets rewarded gets repeated. And let me tell you, mental rewards are totally fine. And it's also fine when you don't do it every time. Um, Apparently, intermittent reinforcement is even better than consistent uh, rewards. So just keep that in mind that when you... When you do something that is challenging and you make it an enjoyable experience, you make it more possible that you are going to do it again in the future because it was enjoyable, your brain remembers it, so it increases your chances of doing that again in the future. So once you interrupted the old pattern, reinforce it by using positive reinforcement, Now you need to repeat it over and over again so that you can really learn the new association. Okay, so how it could look like in practice. So let's say that right now you feel guilty after eating forbidden foods. Maybe for you it's some kind of full fat yogurt. Maybe for some other person those would be uh, cookies with sugar let's say that you want to stop feeling guilty while eating those things. So let's compare two situations. The first situation is the situation you might be in right now. You eat, for example, chocolate, but you feel guilty about that. So you keep uh, repeating to yourself how fattening uh, that chocolate must be. You already think about future restriction. You think that this food is bad, you shouldn't be eating it. Your thoughts and feelings are totally different than than um, than you would like them to be. 
you activate also the sympathetic nervous system. And instead of having happy hormones flowing through your nervous system, you have an influx of stress hormones. So you create negative association in your brain. Now, the cookie or chocolate is connected to psychological pain. And if you already developed a binge eating habit, you will want to ease that discomfort, that psychological pain with even more food. So creating these kind of negative neuro associations in your brain can only make things worse. It can trigger a downward spiral to binge eating. And now let's compare it to the second situation. So this is how I want um, you to change your behavior. So the second situation is goes like this. You eat chocolate and you fully enjoy your experience. Your thoughts are calm. You know that it's just a tasty food that provides you energy. You're full of pleasant emotions like content and trust. Your nervous system is relaxed. Neurons produce happy hormones in your brain and all of that creates just positive associations in your brain between eating cookies or chocolate and pleasure. And you want to create those kind of neural associations because they lead to normal eating, not binge eating. When you feel good at the moment, your brain recognizes and encodes this positive experience and it doesn't send you on, on a guilt spiral. You don't need to be afraid of enjoying your food. I know that there's a fear that when you enjoy your food too much, it leads to overeating. And I don't think that it's true. Enjoying your food and eating it in a calm state, it brings you mental and physical satisfaction. Your brain properly registers that you ate. Your parasympathetic nervous system is activated. You rest and digest. And binge eating happens in opposite conditions. You experience illusion of pleasure. True pleasure and calm state of mind doesn't lead to binge eating. Once again, in short, I would like to um, tell you how you can change one experience into the other experience, right? So to change those neural associations, again, you need to link a new emotion to an experience that previously has been associated with negative emotions that also led you to the unwanted habits. And we have to remember that feelings are reflections of our thinking. And you need to realize that your current thinking creates unpleasant feelings. So when you notice that you um, that your unhelpful thinking creates unpleasant feelings, you need to, first of all, identify those unhelpful thoughts. You need to change the way you view them, change your perspective, see them as what they really are and they are just false brain messages, conditioned thinking, thinking errors. And since you don't really have control over those thoughts, remember what you can control. You can control your attention. So once you identify those unhelpful thoughts, you can refocus your attention. You can direct your attention towards thoughts and feelings and sensations that you prefer to feel more of. You can also come up with some more comforting, self-validating thoughts. 
for example, you can say to yourself, uh, to calm your nervous system, you can say to yourself, like, it's just a feeling. I'm having a human experience. I have room for this feeling. No matter how big it gets, it can't get bigger than me. This feeling cannot take control over me. This emotion is painful, but it cannot physically hurt me. I don't need to fight or escape it. Like all feelings, it will go away. So the bottom line is that if currently you have neural associations that you don't want to have, you can change them by calming your nervous system, validating your experience, self-soothing yourself. In that way, you link more positive and wanted emotional reactions with that situation. And remember that change will happen when the potential pleasure outweighs the pain. I have a couple of last words for you. So first of all, I need you to remember that our brain is constantly making new neural associations, whether we are aware of it or not. However, you are not the victim of your environment and conditioning. Now you are aware of this phenomenon. Now you know that brain creates neural associations and that information can save you and prevent you from developing uh, more unwanted habits. If you catch yourself early developing those negative neural associations, you can do something about it. Let's say that right now you've noticed that for the past couple of weeks, you've been dragging your feet to go to the gym. Maybe instead of trying to push through and continue doing that, maybe it's better to take a break. I've noticed with so many people that whenever they push through for too long, it just creates burnout. All of a sudden, you don't want to engage in that activity at all. So uh, that would be an, an example of how you can create negative um, neuro association that creates a real problem because when you really hate going to the gym, then I would say that it is a problem. <laughs> Your exercise routine, after all, should be enjoyable. So all I'm uh, trying to suggest in today's podcast episode is that you can be more intentional with creating more positive neuro associations in your brain and that could help you in your binge eating recovery because of course you don't want to uh, just be a victim of your circumstances. You don't want to just react uh, to your environment, to all of the trigger, all of the cues you have the power to change the wiring of your brain and you need to be more intentional with creating those new neural pathways. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. It was pleasure sharing that information with you. And if you enjoyed this too, and you think that you know someone who could benefit from today's podcast episode, please share it with them. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye.